to send forth laborers into the harvest, and to draw all mankind into thy kingdom.
to Noah and to his sons with him. As for me, I am establishing my covenant with you and your descendants after you, and with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the domestic animals, and every animal of the earth with you, as many as came out of the ark. I establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of a flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God said, This is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you, and every living creature that is with you, for all future generations. I have set my bow in the clouds, and that it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth, and the bow is seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant, that is between me and you, and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church.
realize that as we did the great litany. We did realize it as we read our gospel and heard about Jesus in the wilderness, a story that we hear to bring us into Lent every year. Perhaps because Lent is God's invitation to each of us and to the wilderness. I thought all week about how to talk about wilderness today. It's an easy thing to avoid, though, because wilderness is scary. Finally, I sat down yesterday determined to pin this wilderness thing down. I did some reading, made some notes, got up and made a cup of tea. Then I thought, oh, we're surrounded by wilderness. Look at all this snow. And I went on Facebook to see if I could find the best snow picture on my friend's page. And then I made another cup of tea. While the water was heating up, I found a news magazine. The news is full of wilderness. I saw an article describing acres of plastic floating in the ocean off the coast of Hawaii. Polluted wilderness. I saw a picture of a man carrying his baby through a river on the Hungarian border. Global wilderness. I saw political cartoons sketching out the broken bits of our human wilderness. This was all real, but I was starting to feel like just maybe I was avoiding something. So I headed back to my computer, where I checked my email. Jennifer Newbold has sent me a link to a TED Talk that Tony has spoken of during his Ash Wednesday sermon. It was by social researcher Renee Brown. Her talk was about vulnerability. This could help, I thought. 
watched a talk given by one of the brothers at the monastery in Cambridge. And in it, he said that we tend to talk, talk, talk in our prayers, and then we get up and go. And when we leave, we leave God saying, hey, wait a minute, I haven't had a chance to say anything yet. While reading can reveal the things that God is saying, it can also be a little bit like prayerful chatter. Lots of words and no room for listening. What if we sat in silence for at least five minutes after we read our Lenten devotionals? What if our Lenten practice has to do with following the Spirit and looking for a different way to connect with God each day? Spontaneity can actually be a practice when our practice is to watch for the Holy Spirit and join whatever the Holy Spirit is up to. A friend of mine has a Lenten practice of writing down the most beautiful thing that she sees each day when she goes to bed. The result is that she walks through Lent looking for beauty, looking for God's fingerprints on things. What a wonderful way to prepare one's heart for the joy and promise of Easter. You may already have a Lenten practice, or you may be thinking of
my voice to prayer. Maybe Lent calls us into the wilderness. Maybe Lent also calls us to be angels, to serve God and one another with the utter love that will be more fully revealed come Easter Day.
about children receiving communion. Uh, my liturgy prophet seminary was uh, at a visiting priest in a parish. He preached, and, and it was shortly after the new prayer book, 1979. And at that time, children were being invited, uh, as long as they were baptized, to receive communion. And he preached about that. And as uh, one woman was leaving the service, just shaking his hand, she said, but Father, they don't understand. And he said, Madam, I don't understand 
You sent your eternal word, made mortal flesh in Jesus, born into the human family, and dwelling among us. He revealed your glory, giving himself freely to death on the cross. He triumphed over evil, opening the way of freedom and life. On the night before he died for us, our Savior Jesus Christ was bread. And when he had given thanks to you, he broke it and gave it to his friends and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. As supper was ending, Jesus took the cup of wine. And when he had given thanks, he gave it to them and said, Drink this, all of you. This is my blood for the new covenant, which is poured out for you and for all, for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink it, do this for the remembrance of me. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Thank you. 
done in your hearts by faith and thanksgiving. All who seek God and hunger. 